in a world of COVID jabs, we just get punches to the stomach. That week did not go well. But fear not, we're going to find a little bit of joy and a little bit of positivity somewhere in amongst the chaos that has been Worcestershire County Cricket Club this week. Welcome to On A Pair. It's three friends talking about the game they love and the team they follow and the inevitable disappointing games that come with it. Uh, We'll deal with those in a bit, but I suppose I better get my mates involved. Hello, Daryl Butler. How are you doing, mate? You all right? I, do you know what? I'm not doing great. Cricket aside, I've got a wonky wisdom tooth, which has infected my jaw. Oh, no. um, um, but on the plus side, I have got massive painkillers. So, uh, you know, everything is kind of loose oh, and cool right now. Then. You are? Well, at, least, uh, at least the cricket won't be too painful for you then. No, I mean, it'd be a miracle if I make it to the end of this pod, to be honest. <laughs> well, if you space out and start dreaming again, uh, I'm, I'm sure we can all give some more recipes for vegan nukes. <laughs> yeah, why not? How was your week, mate? Yeah, good, thank you. Not too bad, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, Excellent. Cricket aside, but yeah, yeah. Good. But that's what we're here for. Peter de Sonberg, how are you, sir? I'm oh, brilliant, thanks, mate. I've had a lovely week. I haven't seen much of the cricket. Spent a few days in Dorset, away from it all, and uh, it's my fifth wedding anniversary. Imagine being married to me for five years. Oh, wow. No, Pete, you're a dream. You're a catch, my friend. Congratulations on five years of blissful marriage to the lovely Joe and holidays all over the place. It's just me that's always here grafting. Yeah, you're going to have to talk about the gays, eh? Because I haven't got a clue. <laughs> right, heavy lifting on Jim. That's okay. Uh, with that in mind, then, let's uh, let's crack on. And um, we'll start with things in the way we like to, and that's with the news. Right, I suppose we better start with England. Test match drawn, the first one between England and India. You get the feeling that India were on top there, trying to chase down 209. They were 52 for one when the rain ended things. The next test at Lords, Moen Ali is back. Stuart Broad, Stuart, Stuart Broad even, is ruled out for the remainder of the series with a calf injury. Um, some rather sad news to report, actually. Chris Cairns, the brilliant New Zealand all-rounder, he's in intensive care in Sydney after a serious heart issue. Um, 51-year-old Chris Cairns, he's a really talented guy, um, uh, really likeable guy as well. And the, uh, Whenever I think of Chris Cairns, I think of that slower ball he bowled to Chris Reid all those years ago where it looked like it was going to balloon up and hit him in the face, but it was just a little dinky that bowled him, just bowled him round his ankles. Really embarrassing, cr- cracking bit of bowling. Um, so really sad news about Chris Cairns. Yeah, let's hope he gets well soon. Uh, that was embarrassing for Chris Reid, wasn't it, that delivery? I just remember that, watching that live at the time. And, uh, took about six replays to work out what actually happened in that one. He thought it was going to beam him and hit him in the face. It ended up being this kind of loopy Yorker, and he was just there sort of bowing yeah. in embarrassment. Incredible bit of bowling. Um, a really fabulous cricketer. Um, so, yeah, let's hope things turn out all right for him. Yeah, fingers crossed. And some Worcestershire news in the news. We've made a signing for next season already, and it's this guy. Take that, straight over the fence. Well, we heard Alex Carey talk about he's worried that this is the area where Wade was going to hit. That's one-handed. Again. One-handed, That's one-handed Wade. That's amazing. And what a but way to bring up your 50. A great 50, 24 balls, seven boundaries, a six. And dispatched over the fence again. And there it is, sensational century from the skipper. And the cane train is back on the tracks. And they may be a big factor in the 
The cane train is back on the tracks. I'm back with my dodgy accents. Worcestershire has signed Australian international Matthew Wade for the 2022 season. The 33-year-old wicketkeeper batsman will be playing all forms of cricket for Worcestershire next year. An overseas player playing all forms of the game. Daz, you've got to be happy with that, mate. That's what they're crying out for, isn't it, mate? And uh, like I said in one of the earlier pods, back to the good old days of having one cricketer for the whole season from overseas. Brilliant signing as well. Exactly what we need at the top of the order. And it sounds from the commentary there like he can bat one-handed, which feels like how I've been batting. So I'll be uh, hopefully getting some tips for the unicorns for next season. I tell you what, if you bat anything like Matthew Wade, then you're going to be doing all right, mate. Pete, Absolutely right. As Daz said, it's exactly what we needed. I mean, Matt Wade, he opens the batting for Australia in T20s. He's a really gritty, nuggety, left-handed middle-order bat in the long form of the game, and he can bat anywhere in 50-over cricket. I mean, he, he gives us so many options. It's a good bit of business, isn't it? I agree with you. I mean, there are some concerns uh, across the Worcestershire faithful that he's a, let's say, a combative cricketer, but I don't think that's a, a bad thing. As you say, he gives us a lot of options. The team was probably guilty uh, of picking itself, particularly the batting lineup this year. Um, we've commented in earlier pods around the lack of depth and variety and, and being hindered by an overseas signing and somebody who can clear the ropes. So, yeah, that addresses all of that. All of a sudden, the top six doesn't pick itself. And just to comment again on, on the Ricky Vessels thing, you know, I know a lot of players are, sorry, a lot of fans are, are sad to see him go. But if the club feel that they can reinvest that money in an overseas player for the season, coupled with signing some, some younger players onto to pro deals, then that's cricket, that's business. So if that's the direction the club want to go, then I think we, we can get behind it. And yeah, just, just a good bit of business for me. Yeah, I mean, Ricky Wessels has been, he's been vocal on Twitter. We'll have a, we'll have a quick chat about that in a minute. But w- with regard to the Wade signing, here's why I love it. Because he does give you power at the top of the order for the sh- short form of the game, which we've been crying out for. He gives you um, experience and knowledge. And he's the kind of guy that other teams hate. You know, and I like that. We, we've been saying in, in the four-day version of the game, we're a bit soft. We're a bit of a soft touch. Pete, you were saying how we didn't have that fear factor that we do in white ball cricket. But he's going to bully people. He's going to intimidate them. He'll have a chat. You know, he, he is the Robbie Savage of county cricket. You know, and I'm, I'm well on board. When you see them as these sort of love-hate figures, when they're playing for your team, you always love them. So, yeah, fine by me. I mean, then, for me, all recruitment is a gamble. You know, we, there's no guarantee of success with the ship. But on paper, everything he's got to offer is everything that we need in a season. So, yeah, all, all for it. All of a sudden, our batting lineup, there's just a different feel about it. Strength and depth, isn't it? Simple as that. Yeah, a keeping option as well, so when Cox isn't about. Um, I think Roderick actually has done a, done a pretty decent job with the gloves. It does beg the question of, you know, someone like Milton, is his time up at the club? If you've got Roderick, who's on a three-year deal, remember, so he's two more years to go, Wade and Cox, it's difficult to see how someone like Milton's going to get a chance. P- players like Dell and Fell and Roderick, they're really going to have to fight for a place in this side, uh, and that's no bad thing at all. Yeah, I mean, the talk is that, that Milton's been released. I haven't seen that confirmed by the club. Um, maybe it has been and I've just missed it. But yeah, I think he's 25 now. He's found opportunities limited. And if he's on a professional contract, you know, that's wages that, that aren't being put to use. So um, reinvest it in someone else. Again, that, that's business. That's cricket. Yeah, uh, and just quickly on uh, Ricky Vessels, because obviously he, he has been on Twitter. I mean, signing a 33-year-old batsman, who can keep wicket, that's exactly what Ricky Vessels was, uh, only a little bit older. So there's been talk about he's been released because they want to go in a new, younger direction. It's hard to know how much weight to really put in that. I know he tweeted something earlier in the week but deleted it. I didn't actually see what he'd said, but he had implied that the club were going in a youthful direction. 
you know, there, there's a lot of conjecture about you don't go for a youthful direction the day before you play your biggest rivals in a must-win game in the T20s. We've talked about this, but I mean, we are guessing, so I don't want to get sucked into it. But it, it just confirms to me that we are not going to find out the true nature of Ricky Vessel's departure from Worcestershire. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. You know, there's, um, we've heard snippets of one side of it. As you say, it is just conjecture. The two sides, the two stories seem to marry up, but it doesn't really explain, as you say, dropping one of your key batsmen and, and better performing batsmen in crunch games in the T20. We said last week that the decision to replace him makes some sense. Not all Worcestershire fans will agree with that, and that's fair enough. But the decision to drop him doesn't make any sense. But as you say, I don't think we're going to get yeah. to the bottom yeah. of it. And to replace him at the top of the order of the T20s next year with a 33-year-old, because you know Matthew Wade is many things, but you know, a young up-and-comer he is not. But, you know, they both both he and the club have done some good PR. There's some stuff out on Twitter. I know there was a lot of, of wranglings on Twitter. And we saw the back end of it where he was implying we're going, they're going in a different direction with youth, in brackets, apparently. Um, so there was an element of sarcasm there. Um, but I don't think I don't think we'll get to the, the real bottom of it. Um, well, there, might, and, there might well have been, but, I mean, Wade's um, a replacement in, in the Florida game as well, which in which Vessels hasn't particularly performed this season. Yeah, so, it's very true. And as Pete said, there's an element of business there. And we, we won't spend our time guessing because it doesn't really help. And I think what we need at the moment is... Um, a little bit of positivity for the future. Basically, you know, well, based on the based on the campaign we've had this year, Matthew Wade, a cracking signing. And on that ha- note, though, Jim, speaking yes, of positivity, can I just? Um, I believe he was referred to by a different name earlier in the. Was it on commentary? Was he called James Wade? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's <laughs> so, true. True of form, Pete. You always find a darts angle, but yeah, James Wade, the machine. Yeah, it happens a lot with our players, doesn't it? Is it? Are we genius just to not have any of our players' proper names used? So can we just say for um, commentators, it's uh, Joe Leach, not Jack Leach. It's Jack Haynes, not Gavin Haynes. It's Brett Dolivera, and it will be Matthew Wade. And there was that saga, wasn't there, in the season where they got uh, Big Ben with the big Tash's name wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Birmingham Bears. They had the, the, their channel, they were doing the commentary, and they, they absolutely died on their backsides trying to get it right. Um, which reminds me, one moment, please, gentlemen. Um, it went so badly for them. You probably remember a couple of weeks ago, I made this. We need cheering up. I'm playing it again. Danger, danger. Ben Darhus is... When we touch, when we cheers. <laughs> danger, danger. Ben Dwarhaus. That's fine, I think so. It'll do. When we kiss, when we touch. <laughs> danger, danger. Dwarhaus. <laughs> <laughs> The Dwee Hoos one, I can't, I cannot get enough of it. I, I actually think Dwee House as well. I was, think, I was thinking Dwee House in the middle of our street for the start of that one. Yeah. <laughs> There's a in there, isn't there? Oh, I, if only I'd have thought of it. Um, yeah, well, look, I I had as well. <laughs> gentlemen, we've got a few more bits and pieces. We've got some um, house admin to take care of before we get into the games. Uh, we've got to do Worcester Watch, we've got to do the 100 and all that sort of caper. But, um, you know, it's not going to be a great, you know, we've not got a lot to cheer about. There'll be no fanfares this week. So what I have done is I've found some nice clips of um, Matthew Wade smacking the ball all over the shop. So if you're ever feeling a little bit down, if you're ever feeling a little bit low, then um, you just let me know and what I'll do is I'll fill your I'll fill your ears with a little bit of cricketing joy and what we can expect next season. Off the over, one to come. And a cracking shot. He hits it through the covers for four. 
And he looks in good touch, Matty Wade. Matty Wade, Wado. Can I just put a caveat on this? Does. I know you, you're likely to be like Stuart Broad with reviews and get through these clips early. We've got a whole podcast to, to get through. <laughs> Please space them out. Yeah, okay, right. You just you just let me know. You let me know when you need to pick me up. We'll uh we'll furnish you with a little bit of Matthew Wade. So that that'll help get, help us get through. We've got anyway, to get through, so we'll use them. Um gentlemen, we're we're dragging our heels here, so let's crack on. I think it's time for Worcestershire Watch. So Daz, what do you got, mate? Well, should we start with uh, Matthew Wade? Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, anyway, exactly. yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, the Aussies have been in uh, touring bank. Well, I say touring bank, but all the five games are in the same venue because of COVID, I think. But uh, he's not done great, actually, has he? <laughs> I think he's going to be no, no, he hasn't. Since, well. <laughs> since he signed for Worcestershire, I think he top scored his four scores. His highest score was 13. <laughs> no, it was, it was 22. 22 was his oh, right. top score. He got a 13, a four, a one, a two. And then in the last. Um, Last T20 that you he got he top scored with 22 as the Aussies were bowled out for 62. Um, oh mate, I mean it's so he's, he's captain his side to a four-one defeat in Bangladesh, um, and he's scored four scores under 20 and a 22. So welcome to Worcestershire, Matty Wade. <laughs> well, there we are. That's cheered us right <laughs> up, isn't it? Chuck Eve's been Chuck Eve's been good though, hasn't he? In that series, he's bowled. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It was four for nine in that last. I think he got away. That it's all—it's been a low-scoring series, hasn't it? No one's really done anything of note. Yeah, it's always fun to watch the Aussies get beat. Let's be honest. Yeah, it you is. Know, yeah. We're, we're childish about it, but it's funny yeah. when Australia lose. If the Argentinians get beat in football and the Australians get beat in cricket, life is generally speaking pretty good. Yeah, um, old habits die hard. Okay, right. So, uh, uh, actually, quickly before we go—is it are we going to go with Wado or Wady? Because that's all they do is put a Y oh. or a no at the end. Are we Wado or Wady? I think Wado. Wado, Pete? Yeah, I think Wado as well. Wado. Wado. Yeah, sounds better. Wado. Okay, well, look, we're, we're dealing with the big topics here. When people were expecting a <laughs> podcast, you know, based on the week we've had, they thought, well, do you know what? This yeah. is going to be some really gritty yeah, no, stuff no. and analysis. Wady. And actually, we're just deciding whether it's Wado or Wado. We're idiots. Sorry. Wado. Wado. He's Wado if he's English, isn't he? Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll go Wado. Right. Wado. Daz, sorry, mate, as you were. <laughs> uh, Central Sparks. The academy side at Central Sparks been in action. Uh, they played last Wednesday, the 4th of August, against the Northern Diamonds. And Ellie Anderson of Worcestershire took four for 29 as they bowled them out for 111. Um, they got home with an over to spare, 112 for six for Sparks. So that was a, a win. Cruising. The week. Brilliant. Cruising. Uh, they played again today. A couple of games today against Western Storm. Chloe Hill was captain, actually. And she top scored with 37. Sparks only managed to make 107 for nine from their 20 overs. Uh, Charis Pavley, another Worcestershire player, took the only wicket as the Western Storm got home after just 11 overs. So not a great start to the day. But there is a good news pudding, boys. Yeah, <laughs> go on then, Daz. <laughs> they face each other again this afternoon. They bowled first this time and bowled the Storm out for 95. Charis Pavley in the wickets again, one for 16. And Hannah Harbick, one for 19. The two Worcestershire players to take wickets there. Sparks are 32 for four in reply. And Phoebe Chow scored 29 not out after about 40 balls. And she guided the Sparks towards victory. They got home by six wickets. So uh, Rowenge. Rowenge. All right, cool. Uh, right, lovely stuff. Daz, any more for any more? It's quite quite slim pickings, Worcestershire Warriors, wasn't it? it? Yeah, there was a Worcestershire Women's Rapids game Thursday, but it was rained off. That was Owen. So, uh, no, yeah, I was going to go. That was off. It ruined my day out. Yeah, you were out. Yeah, I was going to go. I was going to. Well, my my partner lives in Quarry Bank, which is about 
about six miles away. I was off work because of me, me wisdom tooth went all wonky. I, di- I didn't like to mention anything, um, yeah. but I'm in significant pain. Um, so I thought, yeah, I'll go and watch the cricket. And um, and just as I literally got in the car, and as I got in the car, it started spitting, and I just thought, it's not going to happen, is it? Uh, and it didn't, so that's a shame. Anyway, right, Daz, good work, my friend. Good to have Wado involved early doors. Wado! <laughs> We're going to get a lot of that next year. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, great, what's to watch? Lovely stuff. Pete, it's that time. You're up. Here you go. It's the 100 in 100 seconds or less. Pete, what did Worcestershire players do or not do in the 100 this week? So it's mostly about the Phoenix this week, but we'll start elsewhere. Sarah Glenn and Ross Whiteley have played a game each. They had one game washed out. Glenn's at one for 24 off her 20 balls as the Trent Rockets won by four wickets. And Whiteley was out for not a lot in a five-wicket win for the Southern Braves. Moving on to the Phoenix, Arlock's played one game this week. She played in a must-win game. Otherwise, they were going to be eliminated from the competition. And she bowled really well. She took one for 13 off 15 balls. Um, she got a little bit of swing into the right-handers. And her wicket was an LBW, which was on review. In fact, it was one of five reviews in that game because the umpires uh, didn't have their best uh, best game. But um, What were they doing? Phoenix, guessing? <laughs> pretty much, yeah. You'd have to watch <laughs> it back to see that. Stop eating it in 100 seconds. Um and, yeah, they won that comfortably. They won that by 10 wickets. It was a brilliant performance. For the men, uh, Mo and Pat Brown have, have both been in action. Mo has played brilliantly, hence why he's been called up for England. He's at 49 of 59 in consecutive innings. Brown also took one for 14 off 10 balls as Phoenix hammered a Welsh fire by 93 runs. So all that means that Glenn's Rockets are fourth, uh, but tied on points with second. Arlock's Phoenix are sixth and a point off the bottom of the table. Uh, for the men's, the Phoenix have gone to the top of the table and they're level on points with the Trent Rockets. And unfortunately, Cox and Pennington are still to feature in the competition. And that is your 100 roundup. Pete, that's excellent. We're getting really close because I reckon you've got about another 10 seconds to fill. Have you got anything okay. about the, the yeah. entertaining music? The kits are still really bright and there's still plenty of crisps on offer uh, if you want them. So, yeah. Um, and the graphics are terrible. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the most important thing is you keep getting crisps in, and it makes me want to eat crisps, so the marketing does work. I mean, when you see Butter Kissed on a kit, I do think, give me some popcorn. Um, but I am a reaction... I'd have had you down as a pom bear man myself. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, based on my high cholesterol levels, that's probably the crisp of choice for me right now. Anyway, I'm falling Did apart. You Phoenix were top of the league, Pete? Is that right? We, yeah, oh. they were. They've gone to the top of the league. Yeah. Well, anyway, the 100 seconds is up. We've got to move on. Yeah, move on. I've had enough. Move on. No. Oh. We've done it. The buzzer went. Shut up. We've done okay. it. Good. Oh, shut up, then. Right. <laughs> Let's move on <laughs> to the um, the crispy, nay, meaty part of the show. I suppose we'd better do this, <laughs> gentlemen, hadn't we? Um, there were four games slated. We only played three. The Lancashire game got rained off. And as we so succinctly pointed out on Twitter, points, or at least one of them. It was as good as the week was going to get for the Rapids. So let's crack on. First game then. It was on the fourth. It was away to Hampshire. We batted first. It did not go well. Um, gentlemen, it was a funny old business because it looked like a decent deck, but we got skittled out for 176. It was never going to be enough. Aside from expletives, gentlemen, reaction to that batting show? I'll nip in on that, actually, because I did catch a little bit of this game before I went away. And 
all I saw was the experienced and former Worcestershire man, Carl Abbott, tuck into our, our batting and only really Dolly put in some resistance. And uh, yeah, it was just one of those games, wasn't it, where the experience of Abbott was just too much for us. And uh, <laughs> apart from that, I haven't got much more to say about it. Well, do you know what? It, it was a funny one. I did feel Worcestershire a little bit on this one. If you look at the scorecard, it looks like a really, really horrible showing. I don't think... We lost lost by six wickets, right? So we're, we're not... We won't, we won't go overboard on this. The initial reaction, if you just look at the scorecard, it looks like we're incompetent and hopeless, right? Because Hampshire got there at a canter. We bowled absolutely fine, by the way. I'll get that out of the way. We bowled absolutely fine. We just had nowhere near enough runs on the board. It looked like a cracking deck. There was some disappointing batting in there. Uh, Haynes, you know, went after one that wasn't wide enough to cut. A little bit more bounce than you kind of expected. Dolly was great. He used his feet a lot. He used to, you know... The two-step press down the wicket. A couple of lovely shots through cover. He made 40 before he was bowled beautifully, actually, by Holland. Um, it was a great delivery, that, wasn't it? It, it just went straight through the defences. It caught him by surprise, didn't it? Yeah, and he, he, look, Abbott stuck to a line and a length. And, you know, he's a strong bowler. who's just getting a little bit more bounce than you were expecting from that length. And I felt like it was a little bit too paced. So Roderick got a leading edge. Um, and it was almost like the ball got stuck in the wicket and then he kind of flew off and Fuller completely misjudged it, went, ran forward when he should have gone back and he was right on the edge of the 30-yard the circle, the ring, and managed to pull off a really great catch. I mean, there's some great captains in there. Barnard ed- edged to fifth slip. There was no first, second, third or fourth slip, by the way, but the captain put, put a fifth slip in and two balls later, Barnard basically edged away to it. Baker came in, never looked comfortable, backed away to leg, you know, edged to first slip. He never fancied it. Morris again, caught and bowled, ball stuck in the wicket. And I think it was, I think Worcestershire were, was, you know, caught between the devil and the deep blue sea on that wicket in that in some instances the ball was coming on nicely. But if you found a certain length, it almost just got stuck. You got a little bit of tennis ball bounce and it's slow, either slow up on you. So it was a little bit too paced. I felt it felt like a good batting track. They just kept going for it. Um, Leach, in his usual way, decided to have a crack. He made 34 not out, hit six fours. He did it mainly in boundaries. Barnard actually did okay before he got out. He made 29, but it was the only contribution of note. Abbott, his second spell, he came on and just just ripped us apart. And at 75 for two, 75 for two off 11 and a half overs, we're not in bad shape. But that very quickly became um, 119 for five. And it, from there, it was just it was desperation stakes. It turned, then it became one one three eight for six. I'm just reading numbers now because I feel like that's all my life is, is reading the succession of small partnerships that Worcestershire Batsman put together. But the, I think we got a great start, didn't we? I think the frustrating thing was that Dolly and Libby, who were the two batsmen you're sort of thinking they're going to, could go big for us, both got really good deliveries. And the rest of them got themselves out at the top of the order, which they have been doing for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, which is quite I mean, position we're in. Um, was, so, so combine those two things together, we end up with a sub-200 score. And it's never going to be enough, is it? Very, no, very rarely going to defend that. So. Hampshire just know how to bowl and bat on that surface. And it, it, it was harder going. It's harder to get in than you realise. And because it, I think it was two-paced, I thought Hampshire actually bowled really well. And Abbott, um, we'll get on to this later about you know the mix of experience and youth and how, and how that works and, and who performs and where. We just we got beaten up a little bit, but I wasn't hugely worried about that performance. I think we misjudged it. I, I don't think there was anything hugely alarming about that. I think Worcestershire wanted 300 on there, thinking even 250 wasn't going to be enough, which is why we set off like a train. 
Um, yeah, well, I mean, I, got, got themselves out. Jay Haynes got himself out chasing after one. Fell did the same. Dolly got a, a brilliant delivery. Libby got a good delivery, and then you're in trouble. I, yeah, I don't know whether it was a whether it's a hangover from the Middlesex game where they thought we don't want to get too far behind the rate here. You know, we want to yeah. be aggressive. I know they aren't chasing, so there isn't a rate, but you know what I mean. It's like we want to be yeah, you know, yeah, England be England side, be aggressive. The way that Dolly's batted all season has almost exclusively been: I'm going to be the aggressor. I'm going to chance my arm, and it didn't pay off. So. I can handle that defeat. I don't think any of us were particularly downhearted about it. It wasn't great viewing, but it wasn't a the huge only, problem. The only thing that concerned me a little bit, and I know you're probably going to come on to it um, in latter games, is that you just get the feeling this year, particularly in the one-day cup competition, that as soon as Dolly's wicket went, your heart sinks a little bit, doesn't it? You feel that your chances of a big score are kind of pinned on him or at least pinned on the opening pair, but, but Dolly especially with the form he's been in. So as soon as he went, having played that pitch really nicely, you, you're just worried. Well, for, do you know what it is for me about when Dolly gets out? I'm not worried that we don't post a score. Dolly, more than anybody, has a change of pace. So Dolly has four gears, basically. He has the ability to go from gear one to gear four quickly, and a lot of our players don't have a gear four. So when Dolly, when Dolly is out then you think, if we need to escalate the scoring rate, who's going to do it? That's that's yeah. the thing for me. We, we become, I think we become one-paced post-Dolly until we get to Joe Leach, if we're honest. But there we are. We have the players we have. Um, but there we are. We we kind of got what we deserved. We were, we were outplayed, and really what it came down to was um, it was a fabulous display of how to bowl on a an okay deck, but um, as you pointed out, former pair Abbott, five for 43 in his 10 overs Turner three for 44 in his 10 the opening bowlers really took care of business eight for 87 you're not winning games of cricket in that scenario if you compare it to our opening bowlers they bowled 13 overs between them and they went they went naught for 58 didn't bowl badly they were pretty economical but you know Abbott has the ability to run through a middle order uh, we weren't able to match it Dad, are you feeling like a clip yet or not I was feeling like a clip when we started. <laughs> okay, right, here we go. Beautifully placed. And that will run away for four. And the carnage continues for Matty Wade. The carnage oh, continues yeah. indeed. Oh, Speaking yeah. of carnage, let's get on to game number two. We were at home to Sussex under nines. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, look, they've got some cracking young cricketers, but let's not muck about here. You know, we... we we were facing a bowling attack full of uh, 17 and 18 year olds. Anyway, so to business. Gentlemen, you know how I always say that I want this to basically be a monologue. Here's, here's the game that's really bothered me. Some games we've won, which we've gotten away with. Some games we've lost, we should have done better. I think we've only had genuinely one really bad performance in the Royal London One Day Cup, and it's this one. And I'll tell you for why. The batting performance against Sussex, I thought, was dreadful. I thought it was really dreadful. Um, and were it not for a 33 from Banton, 16 from Baker, 22 from Morris, and 23 not out from Finch at the end, we we, we limped to 233 for nine. The batting performance was rubbish. Um, Saro and Crocombe opened the bowling. They are fine. A couple of young lads, they've got promise, as a lot of these players have in this tournament. But Crocombe was basically giving you seven or eight runs and over. He was giving them to you. And the Dolly dismissal really annoyed me. He was in T20 mode from the start. He hit a four and then a reckless charge down the wicket, took an unnecessary run when Crocombe was just giving us runs, seven, eight and over, without taking a risk, and he gave away his wicket. 
was, from... It wasn't even the first time he'd taken a silly run. He'd had no. a couple of chances already in the game. But you think about what they have, you know, Coles, 17, Ibrahim, 17, Lenham, 17. They're children. You know, they're good players. You know, they've shown some real talent. But they haven't been winning games for a reason. This is a second 11 bowling attack and we're giving them wickets when there were just run, there were runs for the taking. Haynes, too close to cut, um, never looked in, couldn't time it. Since his 153, hasn't handled a great deal. Roderick, he couldn't pick the googly, so one that came into him from Lenham, the wrist spinner. He looked to play with the spin. The ball came into him just a tiny amount, and it's just a check drive in the air, uh, which did for him. The kid Lennon, by the way, the wrist spinner, you know I'm big on spinners. I think he's a real talent. He bowled some rubbish, but the dip and the drift he got, the key with the spin, with wrist spin, that that dip and drift in before it grips and turns away, fell in fairness to him. He made 29, but he got an absolute beauty. It was an absolute beauty. So uh, I was going to say, Jim, far be it for me to to argue with you. I've learned better than that over the years. But just to counter your point about them being kids, didn't Lennon and or Ibrahim make our honours board earlier in the year? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, look, 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 they're so, good. They're good cricketers. I'm not doubting their their potential and their prowess. But if you want to win games of cricket, then what you want is you want a bunch of young players who haven't been in high, you know many high pressure situations. Barnard's dismissal. His body weight was all over the place. He was, he was basically he was Barnard was was looking to try and cut a ball that wasn't there to cut. So he was leaning towards leg, but his head and his body were leaning his way. His feet his feet didn't move, so he was off balance and he chopped on. It's just that's just a poor cricket shot. It's poor technique. It's poor execution. Here you are. Have yourself another wicket, young man. Treat yourself. There you go. That's the, that's the problem. I've, I mean, just just on the Barnard point quickly, um, you know, we've said before how valuable he is to us and that still stands in all dis- disciplines. I do have some concerns with him this year in that it seems to be his, his batting is, is working on and, and we're sort of saying his batting is improving and his bowling hasn't been up to all. I think actually he's bowled pretty well in this competition. He just seems a bit betwixt and between at the moment as to which one he actually is. Is he a batting all-rounder or a bowling all-rounder? Is that, is that harsh or is, that, is, that, is there something in well, that? In white ball form, he's not batted well at all. Even the score he got to help, um, it, it was a really gutsy and gritty and useful innings to help Joe Leach get us over the line. But he's not actually batted with any fluency. He's not really scored. He's not scored many runs. He's gotten out playing sweeps and doing uh, scoops and everything. I mean, it's one bad performance, I think. It's one bad team performance. There there are sort of wider issues there. And I don't want to spend the whole time just being really angry. But this performance really annoyed me. Because if you think, if someone offered players of you know if you think what Haynes and Dolivera had done at the start of the, the competition you think about Fell who's potentially fighting for another contract you've got someone's experience as Libby who made 40 and looked look decent doing it if you want to score runs what you want is you want Sarrow and Crocom and Coles and Ibrahim and Lemon you want a bunch of teenagers who let's face it they've lost a lot of games <laughs> you know it's not it's not this isn't a winning bowling attack you don't look at that bowling attack and go my goodness we're in for a scrap here lads so just just play proper cricket and get 300. Now, there was some good bowling in there. I thought Coles was really efficient. Left arm spinner, bowled wicket to wicket. He bowled, um, varied his pace, got a little bit of tweak, really attacked the stumps uh, and got a couple of LBWs for it. So he, he they, they, there was some good bowling in there, but it all starts with that lack of platform. Um, Sarrow and Crocombe were causing us no problems at all and there was no reason that we couldn't have been 70 for no wicket off 10. As, you know, as a platform and put them under pressure but with continual loss of wickets 1 for 33, 2 for 69 3 for 79, 4 for 81 5 for 89 it's a continual loss of wickets we can't build partnerships so we never put the bowlers under pressure so yeah these kids are decent but 
we really should be. Our senior pros really should be doing better. Shouldn't they? Shouldn't they? Sorry. Can I, yeah. can I have a way, though? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> of course you can, mate. He has gone long, high and handsome. I've been accused of all three. <laughs> he has gone long, high and handsome. Technically a bit high right now. Uh, Painkillers are pretty I've, good. I've only ever seen you high, in fairness. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> right. OK, look, <laughs> enough of that. It was a poor batting performance. Libby actually was decent for his 40. I just... I just... Again, it's the same thing that Libby and Falvo's got good deliveries. Uh, 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 yeah. A lot of those wickets were handed on plates again, particularly Dolivera. Yeah. Silly. Right, let, 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 let we focus on the bit that we nearly did really good at? Yeah, sure thing. OK, well, look, um, in reply, Worcestershire actually made a really good fist of it. Well, actually, it looked pretty ropey at 160 for one. But then, uh, mercifully, the young lads came on, uh, the, the, the spinners. Baker and Banton, between them, took five wickets in pretty quick time to make things really tense and really tight. They went from 160 for one to 197 for six. Uh, and, you know, we got a little bit excited by then. Yeah, we did. Yeah, but I think all this was without Finch, who'd got injured bailing the batsman out at the end of the innings as well. So so we were a bowler light. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, were a bo- we were a bowler light, but we still used seven. Well, yeah, and, true. I mean, Joe Leach said, didn't he, you know, on in the interview afterwards, that if you'd have given him it going down to effectively one big shot, given the score we posted, he'd have taken it. And I, and I agree with that. You know, the bowlers made it a much closer contest than it should have been. Helped a lot by the Sussex batsmen, all started with Orr, who, who obviously put in a brilliant knock with 108. But he made a bit of a daft decision, and that started a bit of a collapse for Sussex. Um, you know, helped by Jack Banton, as you say, coming on and, and taking three wickets. He took two in his first over, didn't he, as well? So we yeah. got it close, and unfortunately, they managed to pinch a single, didn't they, off, off Baker, who bowled the last over. And it was another old boy, Worcestershire old boy, Travis Head, who, who you fancied. Would he do it? Would it? Would if he danced down the wicket to Baker? Would he make contact? And unfortunately, he did. But but let's be honest, it should have. We should have never got to that position. Sussex should have romped home. So it's papered over the cracks a little bit, but it made it a good game of cricket. Yeah, I mean, if you notice in in that collapse, cold the the teenager scored two. Ibrahim, the teenager scored one. Lennon, the teenager scored one. Put youngsters under pressure. And that's what you really want. Uh, Banton, I know people were saying, well, why wasn't Banton bowling earlier? I mean, we saw him bowl against Herefordshire in the uh, friendly before the start of this tournament. And he, he, he's he got a lot to learn. I really like him. I, actually, I like the way he bats. He he looks really promising. But as a spinner, and we'll get on to this, like Baker and Banton, don't expect too much from these lads. They've got real potential. Their stock ball is decent. What they haven't got is much variation. They haven't got much nous because they don't know the game yet. So you're trying to get these young kids to get you over the line. Um, the reason that Libby was bowling ahead of Banton, I think, I don't think Joe Leach has done huge amounts wrong with his captaincy. I know he's getting a lot of criticism. But I think he was going, right, Libby, Libby's a senior pro. He's an old hand. I say he's an old hand, but comparatively, he's an old hand. I'm not going to put these boys in a position by which they they are losing us games of cricket. And uh, Banton hasn't done anything, really, that I've seen to suggest that he should be a, you know, a front-line spinner in, count, in first-class cricket or in list-day cricket. He got He got several wickets. I think they were protecting him a little bit, which I think is understandable. They, they were trying to avoid the hyper-pressure situations and putting these youngsters in them. Um, Baker's done it by bowling at the death before and done pretty well, but since the Gloucestershire game, he actually got a bit of tap. You think about, again, Eskenazi, a seasoned county pro, going after the young spinners and making their lives difficult. 
So I think there's an element of, you know, not just game management, but career management with these youngsters. And I'm kind of okay with it. Yeah, I mean, some people have questioned, haven't they, as well, why the spinners weren't, weren't bowling at first up, you know, bowling in the power play. And, and I agree with you. It's, it's about protecting them, isn't it? And I'm going to make a point here, but I might make a fool of myself. And Jim, you know, I'm sure you'll lay me to if I do. But Baker's a left-arm spinner, isn't there? Isn't there the, the thing about a left-arm spinner with the, the right-hand, left-hand batting combination, and, and it can be easier to hit you. Have I made that up, or is that a thing? If you're, if you're a seasoned pro, it doesn't really matter. I think the thing about left hand, right hand when you're bowling spin, and if you're bowling spin and you're nervous, and if you haven't got many variations in your locker, what it's asking you to do is to be absolutely spot on with your line and length. Don't make a mistake. Um, it makes your life more difficult. Um, but again, it's, it, there's an element of expectation management is that these youngsters are going to have good games and bad games. Now, the thing is, is that the, uh, Josh Baker has the luxury of after getting smacked for 10 and, uh, 10 and a half and over against Middlesex, no one cares, no one's bothered. But if Morris goes at 10 and a half and over, you'll not hear the end of get rid of him, he's rubbish. Mm. Um, so I think they trust Baker. I think he's got good instincts. Um, he, he follows the batsman well. He'll use a change of pace. He can use the pop increase a little bit. He doesn't have one. You know, he, I haven't seen anything from him that means that he can move the ball the other way or surprise the batsman with a different delivery. Um, I think in that in that circumstance, what we've seen at New Road a lot is that you can start your spell well, but after a while, if you've not got much variation, if you've not got much guile, you'll get figured out and you'll go. Even if you think with our innings, um, young Lenham, who started really well, they managed to figure him out, and he went went for runs at the back end of his spell. So I mean, the thing that, the thing that I mean, I'd say me. that the left hand right hand combination it's something and nothing. You know, it is a problem if the batsmen are clever enough and the bowler isn't able to adapt. And it isn't a problem if you're a seasoned spinner who knows how to bowl at both, you know. But I think that's an interesting point, though, isn't it? And what you said about managing expectation, Baker, Finch, um, Banton, and to a degree, Pennington as well. I know he's not playing at the moment. Are all learning their craft and, and applying, their tra- applying their trade in the first team. Um, and that's something that's going to cause an issue. I've obviously been quite uh, defensive of Charlie Morris in, in, in this podcast, and I'll stand by that. But this tournament has disappointed me a little bit because I think Leach and Morris is our two senior pros, two senior bowling pros in what is a, a young lineup. They've got to step up to the plate and they've got to produce more. And I think, I don't think they have. I mean, is, are they bottom of the averages, I think, or close to the bottom of the averages? Did they- I see? It's a really good point. Against against Sussex, they were okay again. They were fine. Morris, seven overs, one for 31. Leach, seven overs, none for 37. They, you know, our senior players didn't affect it. It's a really good point. When you think about game context, um, the averages, yeah, we should have released the averages. They, they are second bottom and third bottom, respectively. Morris has bowled well in this tournament at times. Leach has bowled very well in this tournament at times. But what you need in this kind of mishmash of first 11, second 11, senior and inexperienced is you need your senior players to perform and what we've seen and I think actually that's something that Barnard has done in this tournament he's bowled well he's actually bowled with a lot of variation and that's one of the things that's annoyed me about Morris in this in this tournament the variation that we saw in the T20 that, that gave us so much uh, that was so threatening and, and gave us so many wickets he hasn't carried that into this tournament and he's just been a bit sort of flunking it down as if it's red ball cricket and yeah I, I, I don't want to lay into them because they're not obviously trying to do badly but I'd have just liked a bit more from both of them, really. Yeah, I think you're right, Pete. I can't, I can't argue with that at all. Uh, good to see Barnard bowling more at the death. We'll get onto that in a bit. Do you know what? I'm going to pull the ripcord. I need a wado. Master, and he goes again. Matty Wade, brilliant batting. Ah, oh, brilliant batting. He goes again, Matty Wade. Okay, right. Um, two down. 
one to go. Worcestershire versus Durham, back at New Road. And as you were saying, Pete, about senior players and stepping up, we'll get to the numbers in a minute. But th- this game was summed up uh, in the following way for me. You had, for Durham, you had uh, Borthwick and you had Travaskis. Not world-beating spinners, but decent-level county spinners who are experienced and know their game. And they were bowling at, you know, Jack Haynes, who's a young lad, in fairness. Tom Fell, who's fighting for his life in some ways to try and stay in the first team. And uh, young players like Banton as well, who are expected to get runs. So what what they did, basically, Travaskis, 3 for 38, Borthwick, 2 for 54. They took five wickets between them. And then you compare that with Durham, and we've got Baker and Banton taking on Beddingham and Eckersley. Beddingham got 66 from 44 balls, uh, 41 balls, hit six sixes. Eckersley, 36 from 27, two fours, two sixes. Big strike rates. And they went after our young spinners. And it's that relationship between senior when senior players dominate the inexperienced players. We started losing games when the senior players from our opposition attacked our young players, went after them and said, right, we're going to hit you for six, now what? And we weren't able to return the favour. We weren't able to say to that, you know, which goes back to the Sussex game, those young players, we didn't dominate them. We didn't dominate young Coles. We didn't dominate Ibrahim. We, we weren't able to. So I mean, it's a it's a great point. If if you just quickly run down that that Durham top six, you're looking at Clark and Lee. So I think are the two biggest top run scorers in the competition. The so Clark, Lee, Borthwick, Bancroft, Beddingham. You know that's the top five. Yeah, that, that's that's their county red ball batting lineup. Yeah, you, Dixon is a decent player. Ned Eckersley, the best name in county cricket, bar none. And uh, they got 289 for nine, um, which at that point we kind of thought it could have been more. It could have been less. I don't think we were dreadful. Leach and Morris again wicketless, which you know that so that again that sums it up, doesn't it? I thought Barnard bowled really nicely at the death. I think Worcestershire did a lot of nice things to, to pull the pull the game back. Banton bowled well. Well, he he bowled three overs, one for eight, one for eighteen. He bowled nicely. Baker ten overs, one for sixty. He bowled nicely in spells, but again they took a liking to him. They basically lined him up. He, as well. he dropped Beddingham as well, didn't he, or just as he reached yeah. 50? The, the senior players, they had a look at him, and he bowled all right first five, and then they went after him, and they attacked him. Yeah. The same same with, uh, you know, Finch went at nine and over. So Durham was savvy. They, they, they had se- senior cricketers who were savvy and aggressive and ruthless. They bullied us. Um, and the thing is, our senior players were not able to bully back. Um, just on that point, though, in this game, that, that confused me a little bit. You're right, we did pull it back brilliantly. But... Leach started really nicely, didn't give anything away. He, five overs and for 18, but we only got five overs out of him. Whether, you know, it's easy to say that he, he would have carried on that or, or not, but it, it seems strange that actually the, the, the seamers didn't bowl too badly first up, um, but they didn't get any more overs in. Yeah, he bowled full and he was nibbling away. The, I mean, the only, I mean in, that, in that five overs for 18 runs... That, there was one six in that. Clark whacked him for six because he bowled short and he got what he deserved. Morris was a little bit all over the place, if I'm honest. He didn't bowl awfully, but I didn't feel like he really had a plan. He was bowling to left armers, but he was bowling round the wicket. And he was yeah. bowling at two foot outside off stump. And I think, thinking, well, you, there's no slips. There's no gullies. So you're not going to get a court. You're not going to get LBW because there's nowhere near the stumps. And you're not going to bowl him. So how are you getting this guy out? So I just didn't know what the plan was there. I think the spinners could have maybe come on a little bit sooner based on what was um, what was at hand. They didn't come on until about the 17th over. Um, a few drop catches, but uh, with the bottom forwards, I tell you what, the Dolavera run out, that was pretty ace. The, I mean, the Borthwick run out was hilarious when he just started walking down the wicket really, off yeah. a leg by and Barnard just, just ran him out. Baffling. 
Well, there's um, a big Audi W pill in that ball, wasn't there? So, I think they got caught looking at the umpire, didn't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, they did, actually, uh, right, yeah. <laughs> stood halfway down the wicket and uh, we'll have to run out, thanks. The Dolivera one, like you say, was absolutely superb. Yeah. Um, if I'm honest, I don't really have the heart to go through our reply. 243 all out from 45.1. Yet again, Banton 22, Baker 25, Morris 25 not out, made it look respectable and in a way sort of kept us in there. Libby 76 from 88. In a chase like that, you need someone to anchor it like Lees did. Libby did it, batted beautifully, but no one could stay with him. Haynes 20, Dolivera 5, Fell 6, Roderick 5. Um, Roderick, what I will say just quickly... Um, the thing about averages that is worth noting, Roderick is bottom of our batting averages, but I don't think he's actually been that bad. And I, the reason why is that I think he actually plays the situation well. He's gotten 23s and, and, and 15s and stuff, but he's come in late and just hit sixes. He's hit a couple of sixes, and he's been a selfless team player. Things haven't gone well for him. I know there's been you know logistical issues behind the scenes, and he's been a bit out of form, and he hasn't had a proper pre-season and all that sort of stuff. But... That's one of those occasions, I think, where although he's bottom of the batting averages and he's an easy target, in this competition, I don't think he's actually... I don't think he's done an awful lot wrong in terms of decision-making. His game's just not there right now. Um, so I will uh, say he's, that. He's faultless behind the stumps as well. I've said that earlier. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't really made a mistake beyond the stumps. It does. Do you get the feeling that Jim's just about to hit us with a load of numbers? <laughs> I was hoping he was going to hit us with a way do you reckon we could just use a load of Wado clips and uh, make you forget about it? Yeah, I need the button. Can we have the button next time? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you one more Wado, then I'm doing numbers. Get over it. What does Wade do now? He continues to go, and he stands and admires that. That might be his best shot. Oh, that's a mammoth hit there from Matty Wade. Mammoth hit there from Matty Wade. I, I promised you numbers. I'm sorry, everyone's already turning off. Um, I'll do this quickly. Um, so here's here's the breakdown. I I was bothered by the fact that we couldn't seem to put partnerships together. So I've done some numbers. In the Royal London One Day Cup, there have been 62 partnerships from Worcestershire batsmen over seven games. 62. In those 62 partnerships, only five have been worth 50 or more, and four of them were in the first four games, right? And beyond that, <laughs> Christ, I'm clipping that. I'm clipping that out for next time. Um, there hadn't been a 50 partnership in the last 36 since we made 243 against Essex in the opening stand Dolivera and Haynes since that game against Essex we have only had one 50 partnership in 45 attempts right not, and not look, I mean, if you, it, uh, it's on a fundamental level on any level of cricket you need to build partnerships. You need to bowl in partnerships, which we haven't done particularly well, but we haven't we haven't put together meaningful batting partnerships and bits and pieces. I know there's mitigating things where you come in with an over to go or the run rate's so high you've got to swing from ball one. So look, it's not it's not an exact science here, but twenty nine of them have been under twenty, the partnerships. Yeah. In sixty two partnerships, twenty nine have been less than twenty runs. That's forty seven percent of our partnerships at less than 20 runs a pop. You don't win games of cricket like that. No, and it's, not, it's not that they can't do it, um, but for whatever reason, I don't know whether it's concentration, I don't know whether the attitude is we're just going to be aggressive from the outset, I don't know whether it's a lack of confidence. We don't really know, but what we do know is that they're better than 20 runs a partnership. They are, yeah, of course they those are. players. I mean, and, and you can say about mitigating circumstances later in the innings, but if you... I've been looking at some stuff for the first five wickets, and those last three games this week, 
we've for the first five weeks across all three games, we've scored 330 runs. So on average, we're 110 for five. I, I, did not expect from I did not expect this to turn into a stat war. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll leave you with this then. To round up our competition, some young players coming through who look really promising. Baker and Banton look really promising. I think Dolivera's taken a step, but only one step. So he's, he, you know, there's reason to be cheerful about that. But in simple terms, boys, our senior players haven't done enough to get us through. And we haven't batted as a unit effectively in this tournament. And that's why we are where we are, I think. Yeah, quite agree with that. The batting's let us down, hasn't it? Simple as that. Yep, fair enough. Right, nailed it. Uh, one more way to get us through. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's one hand again. One-handed wide. That's amazing. That reminds me of Carl Hooper from The Fast Show. Do you remember that? Welcome to That's Amazing with me, Carl Hooper. Right, this podcast has basically turned into me doing really bad Australian impersonations, us saying Wado an awful lot, and number crunching. Uh, uh, I feel like we should almost apologise. Gentlemen, we've done our bit. We've made sense of it all. Just so you know, guys, we're going to take a week off next week. There's no cricket, and quite frankly, we all deserve a breather. There's some four-day cricket to be played. We will be back. It will probably be. What are we going to do with that day off that Dad told us to book? Oh yeah, he told us to book the final off, didn't he? What we're going to do? I'll meet you down Tantastic, and um, (laughs) we'll uh, (laughs) maybe go for a pedicure. Let's just let's just pamper ourselves. Um, Yeah, so there'll be there'll be no uh, there'll be no knockout fun, but we might make it to a trip to Lords in September, which will be good fun. So we will be back. We'll be back in a fortnight. We'll probably there'll be a little bit less horsepower on the intense cricket chat. I think we all deserve a nice time. Um, Thanks for sticking with us. Sorry for the incessant Antipodean nonsense, gang, but we had to find some joy somewhere. Um, Gentlemen, anything further to add before we move away from what has been not a great week, if we're honest? I've got a quick AOB. I've got to set the record straight, if if you don't mind, quickly, chaps. Right, Okay. Sounds serious. I got a bit of a a rollicking a couple of weeks ago off uh, off my nan. Because uh, I told you that she'd been uh, she'd been in the uh, in the beer tent at Gloucester at, at Bristol, <laughs> and missed the last two balls because she, she she was drunk on the cider. So that wasn't the case. She wasn't drunk on the cider. So uh, I think it was the gin and tonic. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're back in trouble, you idiot. Massive, uh, keep your mouth shut. Cut that bit out, Jim. Okay, will do. Pete, um, <laughs> any any anything further to add, or can we all move on with our this rather sad comic display? I do. Um, quite amazingly, I had a little look at the stats before we started recording today, and I'm delighted to announce, gents, that we somehow managed to reach 999 downloads. All right! Oh, wow! We're one, we're one away from the... I'm going to download last week's again. No, <laughs> I was going to say, don't rely on Daz's nan to be the next one, because we've had it. <laughs> Pete, 999 downloads. Do you know what that is? That's amazing. Mate, that's amazing. We'll break a thousand next week. We'll do a celebratory treat on the verge of a thousand. Um, gentlemen, it's been emotional. It's been oddly antipodean. Uh, the cricket's not been great, but the company has been. We'll see you lot in a fortnight. Be kind to yourselves. Peace. Peace.